0: Welcome, everybody, to the Awakened Intent Podcast. My name is Chris Bale, and today we have a guest who is coming on to share the space and uh, ask some questions that they may have some interest in. and Hopefully, it will be beneficial, not just in this container, but to absolutely everybody else who's also tuning in and and listening through this. So Sean, hello, welcome.
1: Hey Chris, it's uh, it's great to be on here and I think the best way to start it off is just an intro of my journey by way of presence and definitely the way that your work has impacted my path. Beautiful. that's okay with you.
0: Absolutely. Let's let's do that.
1: So yeah I think as a <laughs> as a kid I, I knew I was is definitely a bit different different than uh, the uh, suburban northeast American uh, kid (laughs) was always just crazy i I mean that's really the word i think most parents and most of the kids i was surrounded with i would would describe me as is the word crazy would always pop up and it was always a negative connotation for me and Uh, over the years, I found that it was actually a superpower of mine. It was just like, just this abundance of energy and and my, my sensitivity to feeling and, and energetics. Um, at the time I had no idea about any of that, but looking back on it now, that seems to be the best way to break it down. And through that, um that process of having to deal with the judgments of people, um, I started to get more and more closed, especially into high school. It really developed into this kind of cocooning and, and hiding. I would be smoking weed every single day of high school, just completely numbing myself out to the greatest extent. <laughs> and yeah, I, I still had an okay social life with friends, um, partied, usual high school bullshit. But then as I got older, I started to realize that that's not the way I wanna live my life. And I was opened up to different perspectives. Uh, the book Be Here Now by Ram Das really uh, shook me up a lot and, and really changed pretty much everything for me at that moment. Soon enough, I've kind of forgot about all of that (laughs) as I think many of us do. and, And life comes in and, and, uh, we get overcome by so much external, um, unnecessary distraction. And that kind of burdened me, um, up until the age of about 22, 23. I discovered your work. I think I jumped on a a call with you uh, about 2017. I think that was the first time we did work together, if you remember. Yeah, it was a while ago. And that was really something special because you (laughs) you really put me up against myself. There was no more hiding. I wasn't even able to ask you a question and get a straightforward answer because you would just turn the question right around to me. <laughs> it was exactly what I needed, but I was also so frustrated because I was like, Hey, I paid this money. I paid this fucking guy money <laughs> and all, all I'm getting is him putting these questions on me. And, <laughs> um, so that was uh, comical looking back on it. But at the moment I was like, okay, but I did feel a lot from that call and it was a huge shift. And even though my ego and my, my fragile mind at the time that didn't have much life experience was very tight, <laughs> tight about that. I realized many shifts were happening my, in my life subtly. Um, due to the way you were interacting with me energetically. So from then picking up the work, dropping the work, falling into bad habits, catching the habits, months would go by doing absolutely nothing related to this kind of stuff. I'm not a retreat, fluffy spiritual kind of person, that's just not me. And I'm not saying that's in any way wrong for anyone to jump into, but that was just not my taste. And I was never interested in that world. So I had to kind of go on my own journey and um, I've had to find that out the hard way. And that's been the the best part of it all. That's been the fun, that's been the challenge. And looking back on it, I would change nothing. And about up until about six months ago, I wasn't really doing much work. And then I kind of kicked it into overdrive. I had some experiences that kind of shifted me into wanting and, and, and feeling a calling to do this work on a deeper level. And up, up until maybe about two months ago, I think, I think everything kind of changed in a much, much more <laughs> uh, wild, intense and very powerful direction where I have been honoring this work, not even to the degree I would like to be, but way more than what I was doing previously. So, and every day is really, it's just a deepening. Every day is a new epiphany. And I have almost had this awakening experience, even though it's not like everything is now so completely different where i am this elite awakened being that's in my opinion such bullshit because it takes so much time to get there and as you said before it's about how do you come back to yourself when you lose that um when you lose that sense of presence that sense of your body that sense of your footing and how do you come back is really really what's it what it's been about and yeah every day is an epiphany for me lately every day is just so much more in the moment my mind is now on my side a lot more i can clearly and decisively determine what is my mind and what is my intuition for the most part sometimes it gets a little jumbled and i have to take a step back and slowing down has been huge for me so yeah i don't want to go on a huge rant about me here this isn't it's not the purpose of this podcast, but I thought I'd give a little bit of story time. I know <laughs> I know Chris isn't a huge fan of story time, but I do believe that it is important um, for people, especially people in the beginning of their process where their ego and their mind might not want to digest this kind of content, this kind of information. And the stories can be a bit of an opening i think for the ego to just chill the fuck out for a sec <laughs> and so yeah that's that's my story um hope it gave a little bit of perspective they yeah thank you for giving me that space too chris i think that's one of your greatest attributes and what I find so important in the work that you do is the space and the pace at which you provide your presence and you are able to artfully be there in a way that is different from any kind of other spiritual content I've ever come across. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you for that reflection. That is, um, that's meaningful. So thank you. It's fully received. And also, thank you for receiving what I've shared and what I share and also putting it into embodied practice. Because without that, nothing changes. Absolutely nothing. Well, everything Mm. changes, but you just stay unconscious as it's happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: So, how would you like to take... This call and this podcast episode today,
1: I like to flow with it, Chris. I think that's the best way these these podcasts unfold is um, I have some ideas, but honestly, I have no no questions written down i don't I don't feel that's necessary and I, and I feel the way I 'm living my life at the moment. it's not necessary to do so much. Preparation. I feel responding to what's coming up in the moment feels best. But I would like to obviously ask you questions and and talk about things that could potentially pull valuable um information and energetic uh <laughs> energetic content from you, if that's okay. Cool. And yeah, I'd like to say that's one thing right there. Um, I find in my daily life, I... One of the things that's still holding me back is the ability to, to listen very deeply and, and, and find that space to communicate with other people. I find sometimes I'm, I'm cutting people off. I'm finding I jump ahead. I'm finding I am just almost sometimes vomiting shit out that's not me in order to fill the space. And I think I do, not even me, but I think my ego really does have a huge issue with space. And I like to see what... Your perspective is on space and it really is an art form. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm an artist in, in many ways. Um, I'm working on that craft. The more I get closer to myself, I find that everything in life that actually really matters is in many ways an art form. And it's very de- delicate. There's so many subtleties. The details fucking matter. And yeah, my question would be, what is your relationship to space? How do you artfully interact with that dimension and that way of connecting with people?
0: For me, space is God. Space is intelligence space is medicine, space is the answer to most of the questions that we think we have, and it's a direct contact point with everything that's ever existed. So if space is here, It may be intelligent for me to shut up or to say less. And I don't mean shut up in a sense of shutting myself down or uh, shaming myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But understanding that through deep listening... allows a level of nourishment when it comes to yin, when it comes to intuitiveness, when it comes to purpose, that so much of that energy and experience is actually cultivated to the point where now it can start to move outwards in your life when we are saturated in that space or in that spaciousness. There's space, and then there's noise, and I feel in the middle there's creation. And for me, the more in contact and the more aware that I can be of the space everywhere, all the time, the more that I'm going to feel sense of being held and supported in life. That there's now a channel of information that is here communicating with me. So I'm not only moving around in my life in a way where my mind, conditioning, trauma, insecurities, fear, lack, right? Everything... Everything that the narrative, everything that the narrative, uh, kind of feeds in us. Spaciousness is the way to stay real for me. From spaciousness, I can stay clear and non-reactive. I can be responsive. And that is a practice of art. That is a practice of grace. That is a deep practice of listening. Mm
1: -hmm. Without space, I
0: cease to exist. Everything ceases to exist without the space underneath it. So if anything, we should be the ones devoting to this space and bringing reverence to space. Mm -hmm. And just feeling sense of space that sits underneath all the noise in every moment that will create more space inside of us. Because to notice it you have to actually connect with it in yourself first so that's my mm-hmm. relationship to space
1: <laughs> amazing uh so well put I couldn't agree more and that has opened up the realization for me to see how important the space between the notes is the space between the movements is the space between the words, the space between the energetic pulsations really seems to be. And you use the word grace. I thought that that was something that really stuck out to me in that little um, transmission, if you want to call it that. Can you dive a little bit deeper into what the word grace means for you?
0: Led by spirit, animated by spirit, that you're so close, pressed up against, in visceral, palpable contact with spirit, that now spirit imbibes you in a way that is not braced and controlled And for someone who is present and embodied in themselves in that capacity, grace is naturally what comes through. It may not be in every moment of our lives because there's other things here that we're also having to learn and experience and work with that may be the opposite of grace and gracefulness. But grace is the reminder And it becomes a (laughs) dance, right? Deep presence and deep embodiment. When you're moving with something, it's not just you alone out here separated. You're actively dancing with your own essence as you walk, as you breathe, as you make love. However you're showing up, consciousness coming through. Is grace coming through? Is God coming through? And that may look different for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. So then the work is about how attuned and sensitive and out of the way can you be in order to allow grace come through.
1: Uh, yeah, um, that felt really good. Thank you for that. So that has also really kind of, that's why I really brought up that question, um, of grace because, and I think it's these words, I feel, kind of stick out to us, Um, the ones that stick out to us the most seem to be the ones that are in many ways the things that could be holding us back, or the things we need to put more of our attention and intention into. Um, For me, grace is huge because I know I have that capacity and I've seen it in action. And it's so beautiful, the flow, the allowing of spirit, the freedom of just free expression and and letting energy and life flow through you in a way that just feels right. And you can only see that it feels right the more that you become in contact with it and allow it so that that hit home a lot for me um grace yes (laughs) because i find that times i'm just like in it and the flow is beautiful but then other times i'm just rigid and i bump into shit (laughs) and my footing i think that's the way to put it my footing is not always there and i've had a bit of an issue, especially lately now that I'm becoming more aware of it with my circulation almost in my feet and the sometimes rigidity in my feet. When I'm doing Qigong, when I'm doing spiritual practices, when I'm drinking tea that is of high quality, that contains a lot of Qi, I notice my, my feet come alive a lot more and I, I could feel it. But Throughout my day-to-day movements, do you have any ideas on how I can really allow the flow of energy into my feet, my calves, my Achilles, ankle? It seems to be a bit locked and maybe that's something for me to dive deeper in with massage techniques. What is your uh, perspective on that
0: you asked how do I allow the energy to move through that area of my body so my question to you is what are you doing to disallow it Mm -hmm. what are you doing to stop it and to shut it down why is it not moving through there to begin with
1: maybe it could be Improper or sitting, posture. These are the things that come up the way I'm a kind of, yeah, man, it's so clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for directing that right back at me. That was much needed. And yeah, to clarify, in many ways, it's an, it's an abuse. Not in a conscious way, because it never really is I think for the most part conscious abuse that we're putting on our bodies. But I notice that I think the way that I am with my feet and, and the way I almost have disconnected with them the way I put my shoes on, I just rip into the shoes. <laughs> I just just get those motherfuckers on my feet as soon as possible. <laughs> and that can be ridiculous and I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see these things. But sometimes I move past them and I and I think that these subtleties that we that we move past can be the most important things for us to shine a light on and and for us to dive deeper into because these are the things that will open up 15 different other doors in in other directions of like oh wow wow. since i discovered this since i jumped into this i now have seen all these other ways and and where where my body is extremely tense extremely locked up from my day-to-day ...unconscious abuse?
0: The most subtle places will always be the most exposing parts... ...of how you're spending the majority of your time. At least that's the way it's been in my experience. uh, Which is one of the reasons that... ...I say how you show up in sex... And intimacy will kind of show you how you show up in every other area of your life, physically, Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually, mentally, right? Because sex and union is a very subtle experience at the deepest layers. The subtle is actually the most important and impactful place when it comes to connection and it's less about the external wildness or flailing or performativeness that we have been convinced to bring into other areas of our lives to appear to have value right the the value part is unnecessary because everyone is our value. We don't really have a choice in that matter. But how do we honor that value? We honor it by connecting with the subtle and experiencing how deeply that can actually show us the value that exists within us, within the other. So the subtle is so, so important at exposing all the ways that we have been tricked which then creates Mm -hmm. pain, it creates suffering
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems that it's really in the details the devil in the details the devil is in the details or God as, or see. God is in the details, exactly but I think the way I'm seeing it, yeah, I, I like the way you're coming at it from a more positive direction I'm seeing it as um, I wouldn't call
0: it positive
1: what did you it's, say? I wouldn't even call it positive
0: that's just my experience I don't experience a devil in details
1: Hmm. okay yeah, the way I was looking at it was more the way I I think it just I associate that with um the way we've been kind of tricked and those details that are what actually matters. Mm-hmm. Is like you said, god and Yeah. So I think another thing I'd like to touch on is flowing with the direction of this feels right to me. And <laughs> I kind of am I'm moving with it. I'm flowing with Chris here. It's it's going, going well, it seems and whatever that means. <laughs> but um, I think the next, movement is is moving into the subtleties of sex and I guess a question that might arise is how as a man, how as men can we put aside the logical bullshit that we've taken in about sex the ideas the misinformation throw it all out the window in a conscious way and how can we just tune into that subtlety what is what is for you the first step in moving towards subtle conscious sex for men?
0: Subtle conscious sex for anybody is far more to do with how you're showing up and living your life when you're simply in your own space, in your own energy first. Everything is sex, right? Sex is just a a, a dance of polarities. So based on that, everything that's happening around us all of the time is sex because the only way anything can exist in this life is through creation for there to be creation there has to be an opposite there has to be a minus and a plus that comes together that creates a charge that then bursts and births something into physical manifestation into existence neutrality is death and also neutrality is oneness neutrality is actually Spiritual ascension, right? There's duality and there's non duality and both of these things have Very important and significant places in the experience of being here as a human and as a spirit having a human experience We really need to learn Where these aspects live in us? And then to learn how to actually honor them and support them so neither side is lacking And both is being respected and lived through. Now, how can a man show up, as you said, with the subtleties and placing his conditioning around sex to the side? Well, for me that always comes back to the body. There's no performativeness in the body as men we have been taught to perform during sex right to fuck good to fuck hard to hmm. you know language like tear it up pound it <laughs> smash it you know these are these are phrases that have been brainwashed into us and then of course we bring that to women and we mishandle her and we completely Destroy her experience of what it means to be held as a woman and engaged with as a woman. We also don't make any contact or very little contact with the parts of her that are most potent. There's nothing wrong with passionate, primal fuck. That's a beautiful energy to be in when there's sensitivity, consciousness and presence brought to that when awareness is the quality that coats it and wraps around it because then it protects it Mm. so for men he has to be willing to drop all the things that he's been convinced he has to bring to sex in order to be a powerful masculine strong man who's able to do sex well So the first thing that I would say to a man is stop doing everything and see what goes on in you. So when you come to sex, when you come to intimacy, just be there. Shift your focus from doing stuff to her to how deeply can I be? And how deeply can I bring beingness to this beautiful human that I'm engaging with and that I'm sharing this deep intimate space with? You're not doing intimacy to her. There's nothing he needs to do. And that's going to be... That's going to be one of the most confronting and terrifying spaces for him to step into. Because his whole value system as a man for probably most of his life, has been based on his output. What is he good for? What does he have? How does he perform? And there's almost no attention placed on how deeply can this man be here to allow a different type of frequency to come through which is far more intelligent than who he thinks he might be. So for the man, practice being in the body, feeling himself, feeling whatever arises during intimacy, when he's not going to what he would usually go to in order to maybe avoid himself or to try to please her to the level that he thinks he needs to please her to in order to be valued as a man who's able to have sex good. So dropping his ego through being in his body, through being completely present to the sensuality that's here, that will allow him to ground into a part of him that will open him and whoever happens to be in the room with him into a completely new experience. And now he's gonna have a completely other world to start learning when he sees the power that starts to come through in that space. For me, sex is two people, there can be more, I'm sure, but in my definition in this moment, sex is two people intertwining in love, and waiting for God to enter the room. So if he can learn to wait and feel while he waits, and to also feel all the desire in him, all the fire in him, all the fuck in him, all the primality in him, how this woman that he is with is completely lighting him up, or maybe she's not, then why is he there? feeling will confront you presence will confront you with a lot of truth and then it will hold you accountable so he gets to be in all of that feel all of that and to share that experience and maybe his tears start maybe emotionality comes up maybe mother wounds in him start to be cleared in that process there's so much that, that goes on when we come together and just feel and wait and watch together. Feeling, waiting, watching together. So much beauty unfolds in that, so much innocence. And that's what we have lost through the culture of pornography and all the other ways that we've perverted and sexualized so many things on this planet we lose the innocence and then we disconnect from the energy and then we fear the subtlety because we're now afraid of our nature we're afraid of what's most powerful and what a trick huh that we have been told that we need to do everything to find our power when in actual fact we need to put down everything and Mm -hmm. to allow our power to show itself to us, which then of course we realize it was never our power to begin with and we're all connected to the same thing. And to me that's love in its deepest essence. Thank you for listening to some of today's episode. If you'd like to hear the full conversation, along with the live Qigong classes, Q&A group sessions, and Tea with Chris, you can head over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash Chris Bale. Thank you as always for your support, and we will see you back here on the next episode. Ciao.